Welcome to episode seven of the Impact Academy podcast. Today I have my good friend Christopher Sunday on, where we talked about uh, back injuries, dry January, alcohol, and a bunch of different other things. Check it out. Coughing yeah. or sneezing. Yep. Or You're pretty. You can fart all you want. I know. <laughs> you sneeze, people are gonna give you some shit. My name is Kyle Norman. And I'm here to make an impact on your fitness, your nutrition, your mindset, and your life. This is the Impact Academy Podcast. Sixty bucks. All right, we are live. So this is my first podcast with an actual guest. So we'll kind of see how the electronics and whatnot hold up, but. Uh, yeah, Christopher Otto Sunday here um, as my first guest. He was kind of my inspiration to start the podcast in the first place. Sweet. I, <laughs> I really had no idea how to, what to do, um, so he fielded multiple text messages from me about software and headphones and whatnot. But audacity for the win! Welcome, welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, Christopher is. An old friend back from high school. Old school. DGF in the house. Uh, but originally, he was from Montevideo. Correct. Yeah? Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. And then you moved to DGF when? Uh, I moved from Montevideo to Moorhead in 1999. So I was a junior. And I believe you were... Am I a year older than you? Yes, because I was a so- sophomore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yep. you were in the same grade as uh, Mr. Blake Sunday. Correct. Correct. And yeah. Cody Sunday. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that was a little little bit of a rough landing because it was I was coming from a smaller school or a bigger school into a smaller school, and DGF. I think the class my class was ninety six people. I think in the the school that I moved from, my class was like 160. And so, yeah, a little bit of an adjustment. Didn't really know anybody <laughs> besides some long-lost cousins, as I like to call them, sure. that I never yeah. really hung out with that much. So I also had to kind of make friends with family first, trying to figure that out, and then expand out which was but it was nice having them there because they kind of injected me into the social pipeline, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, ideal situation versus going to a new school with not knowing anybody. True. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. DGF definitely a small school. Uh, I think my class was like eighty six. Yeah. Or something. So yeah. Nice. Um, then from there, you went on to. Uh, I went to Moorhead State for. Now, it's funny. I can't even remember in my own memory if I was there for a year or only a semester. I think I've been telling people I was there for an entire year, but sometimes I get a funny look from my parents. and They're like, no, I think you were only there for a semester. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I sometimes had this weird dream. It's like a recurring dream that I never graduated college. Yeah. Like so I had this job, now. but no diploma. And then yeah. I get a call saying, Hey, you didn't graduate. You have to come back and finish like a whole semester. Like, I've got a, a weird story. Uh, when I got my first job in Minneapolis, um, all I had was a tech degree, an 18 month technical 
um, diploma from Northwest Tech in graphic design technology, which I'm sure they have a much cleaner, cooler name for it now, but um, got, a, got it got me a job in downtown Minneapolis as a production artist. Anyways, I worked there for like five years, and then when I started to job search outside of that, it had been so long since I was in school, and the college experience was the furthest thing from my mind. When I started looking around for a job, I forgot what I had even graduated with, whether it was an actual diploma or a technical degree, I didn't know. And it was awful because I applied at United Healthcare and they said, well, you need a, a, a technical degree. And I'm like, well, I think that's what I have. And then I called my dad and I'm like, dad, can you dig out my diploma? And sure enough, it just says, diploma on it there was no technical degree associated with it I needed like two more credits to actually get the degree and that was a real sticking point for me and so I so for some odd reason the lady who I was working with in United Healthcare's HR department they actually dropped the requirements as so I essentially applied as if I only had a high school diploma for no. for this job and they still gave it to me wow. which was absolutely nuts but for the, those two days, I felt like the biggest idiot because sure. I couldn't remember what <laughs> no my own damn that. education was. And I don't know. Long story short is you got to pay attention to stuff. when but you, you got the job. I did. Yeah. So my there you go. awkward, I don't know, performance art of an interview <laughs> went over well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then later on, uh, Chris and I actually became roommates. That's true. Uh, where was our first place at? Was it the one uptown? It was in uptown, yeah, right off of uh, DuPont and Lindale. Oh yeah, or, by or Sebastian Joe's. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian Joe's ice cream shop in uh, uptown. And Liquor Lyles. Liquor Lyles, which I think is closed now. Actually. Yeah, sadly um, so. But yeah, super. Ni- well, I shouldn't say super nice. Great location. It was amazing. Yeah. I look. I look back at that time very fondly. Yeah. Uh, Summers though, were dope there. Yeah. Keep I think the door open, this weird cat just kept walking in. Yes. <laughs> the neighbor cat. It was fabulous. There was a lot of good times. You couldn't ask for a more unique location to be in, in this big house with a what seemed like a serial killer basement and a completely empty yeah. upstairs that we couldn't access. So there was all this mystery built into this place we lived in. And the garage door was locked down too. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get into places. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was nuts. Yeah, I think the basement was like, Dirt floor, wasn't it? Yeah, and that, that's where the and the laundry was down there. Coin activated yeah. laundry was at, and yeah, that was a interesting place. But the pl- the level we lived on was incredible, super old school, high yeah. ceiling, wood floors, wood floors, built ins. Yep, didn't yeah, really nice. get that warm in the winter, but it was yeah, that's true. I loved it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, backing up, we got connected. Yeah, um, via weightlifting, basically. It's true. Yep. Um, I'm not sure where, what kicked off. I think it was when you, me and Harris went to whatever bar that was next to our old house. Um, Tailgater. Tailgates or tailgaters? Yeah. We went there yeah. for the New Year's Eve, I think. I think, yeah. And conversation just got kicked up and yep. we decided to get a workout in together. And yeah. Because we didn't actually hang out very much in high school. In fact, yeah. I don't think we even hardly saw each other. Yeah. I was aware of your presence because of the weight 
because of the weight room. Sure. And I remember Tollefson was always talking about you and how, how many pull-ups you could do. And I was just like, that bastard, Norman. <laughs> I can't even do a single pull-up. I do remember that. But yeah, weightlifting was the connection. And I had always like lifted weights a little bit, but um, once Your I- Your owned a gym in Montevideo. They did, right. called The Bodyguard. And oh it's a sweet name. It was cool. It, was, it really fit the time because it was the 90s and that movie was really popular. Did you play the song? I think my mom did quite a few times during aerobics classes. They had some like super high paced, like 240 beat per minute version of I will always love you. And that's before the time too, probably. Yeah. Side note, my parents had a entire drawer full of hard remixed techno aerobic music, which (laughs) fed my interest into that genre to this day. And it's, it's, uh, when I think back about how kind of progressive that was, I didn't, I didn't know what I was even listening to. It was, it was amazing. But yeah, uh, you wouldn't really hear that unless you had. I mean, not getting hit in the radio. No, you know, it, it was Spotify. Obviously, didn't exist. No, it was hard bass driven. You know, do 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 yeah. do like meant for working out to to keep a beat, keep a beat. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think our first actual workout was at any time in Crystal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I showed up with my toe shoes. <laughs> And right. like some like super tight Under Armour shirt. Yep. And then you deadlifted 390 pounds. And I was just like, oh, uh, we're not benching. Right. <laughs> but I, I think you'd given me some inclination that you were powerlifting. And I was just like, oh, that sounds cool. And found out that I was not ready for that madness. And you kind of, you kind of led me down that rabbit hole yeah. in an awesome way. Cause it was that those uh, powerlifting changed the way I, I trained forever after you showed me, which was so cool. Yeah. yeah. It definitely opened up a whole nother like realm of, uh, act- activities as far as like our, the workout videos we made. Oh yeah. Uh, I should say you made, um, <laughs> what else? Like our late night workouts at snap and uptown. Yeah. Which we were just like looking like crazy people. Yeah. We'd sneak in there. We, yeah. it, it was always, a chance that we were going to I think get... I had a membership because I was working at one in South Minneapolis. Yeah. So I would sneak you in. That was before the days they had the, uh, I forget what it's called, but now they can track if someone's led in behind you. Oh. And they can see. I do remember an alarm had that or not. going off all the time, but I swear to God, the guy that was there sometimes when we would come in at 9 p.m., he just didn't give a shit. Really. Yeah. But... Well, they clearly didn't catch us. Yeah. So. It was, yeah, I look back at that fondly as well because that was you know late night adventure time kind of stuff you know yeah you'd come home from work and we'd dry scoop of scoop of pre-workout or whatever it was <laughs> at like 9 30 or 10 p.m <laughs> yeah and then we'd go try and deadlift or I, I would try and deadlift whatever you were deadlifting and would fail miserably every time but it was yeah. uh, fun uh it's so funny looking back like obviously train methodologies methodologies have changed yeah right we're not going to go in and try and deadlift 400 pounds every day, but nope. nutrition wise. Oh yeah. Right. Like think of like a post our post workout meals back then. Absurd. It was like scoop of protein powder, probably three scoops of peanut butter, four Reese's peanut butter cups, <laughs> throw, a throw it in a blender and let it rip. Just needed to get those calories in. And yeah, yeah we had, we had a real, um, we were attracted to the dollar store. 
because they had like waffles and pancakes in boxes for a dollar and yep. ice cream that was and rippets the rippets yeah <laughs> those those ninety nine cent energy drinks which I still enjoy sometimes but um, yeah nutrition was kind of more just all in calories not a lot of actual nourishment is maybe the yeah. word yeah I mean, we were ten year ten years twelve years younger yeah easily so nutrition didn't play a huge part in no no our everyday yeah because i turned 29 when i was there okay because i remember we had my gold my golden birthday there and we had a halloween party and that was uh was fun (laughs) that's right those pictures still pop my memories once in a while (laughs) back when Uh, i had hair (laughs) yeah yeah no shit um good kind of a side note on the nutrition part of it i read an article today just doing some random research but um train of thought prior was like gotta have carbs gotta have protein immediately after a workout yeah right miss that anabolic window glycogen stores have been depleted in the muscles get carbs in you know restart that protein synthesis i read today from a study that was done on i think it was older males there was a, a high carb group and then a high protein high fat group i think that's what it was i'm sure. butchering this anyway but the gist of the the study was carbs will speed up the protein synthesis but it it's not necessary oh sure like after a six hour period the same amount of protein uptake or, or whatever it was was oh. the same regardless of carbs or not interesting yeah and it, it showed the uh the whey protein isolate spikes the insulin enough where it triggers that uptake yeah so i just who knows i'll have to do more research on it too but yeah um same vein of research there i just i'm a youtube fanatic i watch a ton of youtube and just last night i watched a a video of this guy named dr berg i don't know he's a really plain looking doctor guy and he was talking about whey protein and how you know the old train of thought was to, you know, get in, get in some protein immediately after your workout or whatever, or even just if you're going to miss a meal or something like that. And it, to me, when I think about whey protein, I don't think about insulin spikes. Mm, yeah. And he said, and I don't know if this is true or not, it's on the internet, but it, it, it opened, you know, opened my mind to discussion was that even isolate is like the worst offender because there's absolutely nothing there to buffer mm. the the insulin spike, like fiber or fat or anything or any carbohydrates. It just it's just the lightest, faintest protein. Yeah, and your body just treats that as like a super fast uh, burning type of fuel, and your insulin shoots to the roof basically. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about that. Never, never, never put that together. And I don't you know, just this get guy, carbs is the insulin y- spike exactly. So I, I didn't, you know, that was kind of eye opening to me, and I'm like, huh. I used to love taking, you know, was it IsoPure? Oh, yeah. You know, that stuff was fantastic. It was expensive uh, shit. super like, expensive, but you just felt lean. It tasted <laughs> kind of good. Yeah. You know, yep. liquid protein that's not chocolate or vanilla or something, like they some fruity flavors. Fruity never flavors. Kind of a good taste. But I, I also think they were one of the first, like, major legacy brands to embrace Stevia as a sweetener. Mm. I think that was kind of their claim to fame was like, we have this natural sweetener that isn't sucralose or aspartame or yeah. whatever, but 
That's why I thought you that can was tell a cool. difference between oh yeah stevia sweetened and sucralose yep. sweetened protein powders for sure. Yeah, definitely. I speaking of stevia, I've been doing this thing just to try and not take so many supplements, and it was uh, something I saw on YouTube where this guy just takes a whole lemon. Throws in a blender with some water and stevia or monk fruit mm. extract. Okay. He doesn't really care. He, they, and then he just drinks that in the morning because people love lemon water, but lemon water is just literally just like vitamin C. There's not much behind it, not much in front of it. It's just a single thing. But if you throw the whole lemon in to the blender, rind, pulp, seeds and all, mm. and if your blender is strong enough to just pulverize the shit out of it, you can just yeah. drink the whole lemon. Really? And I've been doing it for three days. And okay. I don't know. It's not like completely changed my life or anything like that, but I definitely noticed that it murdered my hunger. So oh, like it nice. was, and yeah. it's because of the, the pectin fiber. Okay. I don't know. Long story short, it was, it was kind of cool. So I, I, I drank two lemons today and I ate meals too, but like mm-hmm. in between I'm like, Hey, this is something maybe I, I'm kind of getting into because I don't really take any supplements like a multivitamin or anything like that. And I kind of figured like a lemon's kind of like a little, you know, if you can just take the whole thing down, it's like its own little multivitamin in this cute little yellow package. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's got, you know, potassium, a little bit of, you know, carbs, a whole lot of fiber and it's super low calorie, yep. but I don't know. And that's with the stevia too. Yeah. Just okay. a couple drops of stevia. And then if you're feeling, you know, uh, adventurous, throwing a handful of blueberries and you got kind of a, but no tequila, no tequila. No, not during dry January. Oh, yeah, you're doing dry January. How's that going? <laughs> it's been going good. Um, I, you know, with everybody kind of, you know, staying indoors and, and not really getting together too much, um, social drinking has kind of taken a back seat. And it's the now, hardest part is social drinking, for sure. Yeah, and I've found it. I actually wrote this down uh, in 2021, right towards the end. I was like, I'm going to try and say no to more things because mm. if I say yes to everything, I end up, eating and drinking way more than you know yeah. I ever do I end up feeling feeling worse off than you know than I would normally like to be so um saying no to social engagements that involve alcohol was a little bit of a change uh, but I don't know it, it it gave me a chance to really you know take stock of how you feel because if you're always every weekend up and down you know whatever drinking booze and suffering a hangover or a minor hangover you know you you kind of it's just a really big wave mm-hmm. ups and downs, at least for me. Cause as I got older, cause I'm 40 now, mm-hmm. alcohol, even like caffeine, I am so much more sensitive to that kind of stuff. I don't know if I'm turning into just an old man right before your very eyes here or what, but like, I don't touch anything that's above 90 to hundred milligrams of caffeine anymore. Sure. Like I coffee. This is a stretch just because I kind of wanted to be amped up for this. <laughs> I'm drinking a kickstart. I'm pointing at a Mountain Dew kickstart right now. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I've been trying out new stuff to kind of fill in the, I wouldn't call it a void cause I never drank that much anyway, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty open-minded dude. So I use cannabis as well. I don't know mm-hmm. if we'll, you'll edit that out or what, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do imbibe on that level, but I love that does because that go within the dry January. It that, does. Okay. Uh, anything that doesn't give me a hangover essentially, so which all like. Stimu- well, not caffeine, but I I, I dabble in coffee, kickstarts, and cannabis right okay. now. That's okay. pretty much, and and some of the cannabis is just CBD. Sure, um, but sometimes it's the other stuff. There's you know tons of, I don't know if you've 
been paying attention or even aware of it, but all of the different types of uh, cannabis methods you can ingest or combust or whatever, your options are endless at this mm. point. Um, oh, just to make things good. I've got a cannabis license in Minnesota, yep. so I'm I'm a I'm a legal user. <laughs> and that's medicinal. Medicinal. Right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's for my chronic pain. I've uh, implant in my back, um, four screws and two rods and kind of causes me uh, as I get older now, a little more stiffness, especially during this cold weather. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it has um, its uses, uses going back to dry January of, yeah. of saying no, I've had, I can't even count how many clients I've had who've, whose biggest hang up was saying no or disappointing some, somebody or yep. some, you know, group of friends or whatever, and that was your biggest thing was like social drinking because one drinking obviously has calories and they wake oh, yeah. up, feel like shit, it ruins your sleep, yep. you know, messes your metabolizing carbohydrates. Yes. But you also eat like shit. Oh God. Usually, yeah. you know, it's the best drinking. eating so, like shit. <laughs> yeah. So when you're on a fitness plan trying to lose weight, drinking is obviously not the best thing for you. So no. people who, you know, their low hanging fruit is I go out, I drink too much. Yeah. You know, we really work on, saying no yeah right just because you say no it doesn't mean you can't go out and hang with somebody exactly you know but you have to kind of weigh like if you go out with that person or that group you're testing your willpower yeah you you know you got to work your way into it for sure yeah so you have to kind of know yourself like can you go out have water see your friends drink and then you not you know give in yeah if not then you just say no more often exactly but it's it's definitely um a process for people. Definitely. It's so, a, not a super easy landing because I love hanging out with people. Yeah. I also love casual social beverages. Right. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's one of the, it's one of the funnest things in life as a, you know, a young person. And it's a social lubricant. It feels great. It doesn't feel great the next day, but, and as you get older, they get worse. And, and, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you remedy that, but it uh, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> nothing's free. Nothing's nothing's free having young kids and a hangover is like the worst thing you could do. I because can't, yeah, that would when be you're young, you can get hungover or drink until three p.m. or three a.m. Yeah, you know, sleep yeah. in till noon. Yep. Now it's like you're no not gonna way. be able to sleep until eight, or are they gonna come screaming at six? <laughs> you know, so it's like a little. Russian roulette type of thing, but playing with fire for sure. Yeah, for Especially sure. With with you with the tequila. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't know you I were don't such, go a, such too a crazy, but the rock tequila is pretty dang good. Yeah, I've it's uh, sippable. I think you've offered it to me a couple times, and I know I've had it at least once or twice. Um, if not here, somewhere else. But you're the one that I remember kind of introduced me to it or at least I didn't even know he came out with the tequila and you're like the rocks tequila I'm like oh yeah. cool that's nice I mean back in 20 the first lockdown was what March 2020 uh so, yeah yep yeah so we couldn't go anywhere couldn't do anything so it's like well I heard saw this tequila on the rocks Instagram yeah. page let's try it out yep. and then here we know we're drinking a bottle a week you know between <laughs> the two of us which I think everybody had some issues with uh drinking oh, yeah. during that first lockdown but yep. We're, yeah, we've reeled it in a little bit. Now, now it lasts us a little bit longer. That was part of my reasoning for the whole. This is my first dry January, like so. Okay. It's like 
the last two years have obviously been pretty rough on everybody and you all have your ways to cope. And, you know, mine was YouTube and, um, PlayStation four and golf with my brother and my cousin, Nick, which involved a lot of, you know, late nights and some drinking. And it was, you know, it's not easy for me to have a hangover and being cooped up and you kind of lose all willpower and then you have the hangover on top of it and it's just brutal. So that was my, my roaring element of change was to, I'm not going to suffer any more hangovers in 2022 because they absolutely destroy yeah. everything about like who I am and, and like my day basically. Yep. And it's just, just huge waste of time for me. And it, I can't sit around feeling like shit. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's tough. Uh, when I f- son was first born, JJ, I think it was a year where I quit drinking. Yeah. And it went for, I want to say it was three or five years. You stopped for Pretty a sure long three. time to the point where I totally forgot that yeah. you were even doing it. It was so <laughs> natural. Because I, and, and I think I invited you over to a few of my parties in Richfield. Yeah. And then every time I did that, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's a dry dude now. So I remember I would always try and buy some energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just I think fun. my last drink was when we went to Vegas the first time. Yes. Not yes. when we went for Olympia. Um, which was what I think 20, 2015 maybe twenty fifteen yeah. yeah so I think it was like three years yeah that was a but, fun time um, yeah, yeah good for luck, you man unfortunately I quit because I wanted to not because I had to yeah you know yeah so the people in that situation would obviously have a harder time but, yeah that's awesome um, that, that, that you're the only person that I know in my you know circle of people that I yeah. communicate with that's ever gone that long without even touching alcohol. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have cut back and that kind of stuff, but like you just absolutely jumped off a cliff in terms of booze. And it was just like, I'm done. I'm like, wow, that's, in, you know, as I'm sitting there hungover, like hmm, Kyle's not hungover right now. <laughs> <laughs> the easy part, why well, I should say it was necessarily easy, but you kind of think of it like I want to make it three years, five years, seven years, whatever. Yeah. I want to make it one day, yeah. right? Then I'll make it two days, then yeah. three days, then four days. And then by the fifth, sixth, you know, 10th day, yeah. I don't want to go back to zero and start over again. Exactly. So you just keep going and going and going. You've built Obviously, up there was times where it's like, I want to drink, but, you know, I'm on day 70. If I start, if I take a sip. All that progress. That's back to zero. It's, you're back you know? to zero. Yeah. Which so. is such a long stretch of time. I'm on day. Look at my phone. I think today is my 22nd day. Nice. Without any alcohol. With this, has your nutrition changed at all? As like far as what like meal plans and stuff? I'm trying all sorts of stuff, and I think it's it's changed a lot because you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If I was drinking, you know, anytime during those days, I would suffer at least one hangover. And sure. on the weekends. I kind of go off the rails a little bit anyway, but if I'm hungover, my willpower is absolutely zero. Yep. There's no way I can make any good decisions. I don't have the, the you know, wherewithal to, you know, meal prep for the week, oncoming week or anything like that. So not having to deal with that fog and actual like pain of a hangover has, you know, I've, I've meal prepped three weeks in a row now and nice. I've been trying different things, mostly just with 
like a few different ingredients like corn, chicken, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and cottage cheese, essentially. So sure. Because yep. when I'm hungover and I'm making that stuff, it's like, oh, this, is, this week's going to suck. <laughs> Ugh, none of this is going to taste good. But now that I've got, like you said, a, few, you know, a good stretch of days, yeah. and I understand that, hey, I've been sleeping pretty well. Um, I haven't lost a ton of weight, but I've, I've been fluctuating in the lower threshold of my weight loss, basically, which feels nice. And I attribute that to you know, not pounding you know, 800 calories of booze over the course of a weekend, sure. coupled with some bad decisions of yep. you know, DoorDash or yep. late night eats, that kind of stuff. So um, nutrition-wise, better choices, more willpower, and you just overall feel better going into the week because yeah. uh, you know hangover hits you on all sides look at it you're hung over all sunday it's yeah like, oh, next day is monday your whole your whole anyway. day is shot and yeah. as you get older you start to see the you know this window you've got to do things in and, and it's like i can't i don't want to feel bad <laughs> yeah not saying i won't feel bad ever again but like i'm trying to make that those bad days less and less. Yeah. And it's, Have you seen any weight loss from the last 22 days or so? Uh, I've fluctuated between 195 and like, like one day it was really nuts because I lifted really hard and I ate a bunch of food, not great food. I kind of cheated a little mm-hmm. bit since I'm like, oh, I'm not drinking. This justifies some bad decisions for calories. And the next morning I was like 202. And okay. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and I understand that's just one day and I would just have some stuff packed in me because I sure. made some bad decisions, you know, whatever. But like it, it uh, definitely it's it's easier to, I don't know, just eat cleaner when you're not foggy minded, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, our, our big thing here with me and, and Courtney is like zero processed foods. Yeah, and I, I actually started in December because nice. I wanted to get a jump on, not just use January first as a yeah excuse. But it's been fairly easy. Sure. Biggest key is don't buy it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't buy the crap food, you can't eat it. Yep. If you buy the crap food, it's eventually there. you're gonna eat it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my money right there. I'm gonna eat you. Right. Yep. Yeah. But we also have kids too who like their cheez its and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and whatnot. But, yeah. You know, if you prep the meals, they're there, ready to eat. Yep way easier you if you make yeah those those good decisions available to you yeah chances are you have a higher propensity of choosing that and yeah it's a doing the whole food thing has kind of bled into this dry january of mine as well my vice for all everything is ranch dressing Hmm. hydrogenated canola oil titanium dioxide ton of salt and fat and yep. flavorings and whatnot. Hidden Valley Ranch, just hook it to my veins. Yep. So I've been trying to make my own dressings and okay. did a lot of research trying to figure out what's the best way to do it without using like mayonnaise or sour cream or, oh, sure. you know, any, any like industrial oils and whatnot, like canola oil, that kind of stuff. So I didn't know you could buy olive oil that isn't extra virgin olive oil. Mm. You can just buy light olive oil and it's super neutral and... I made a dairy-free ranch dressing just a, in a blender. Actually tasted pretty good. It's decent. And it took a little adjustment. Good enough. Yeah, it's good enough for sure. I'd, I'd 
dunk chicken nuggets into it for sure. Yep. Um, but the, the way that, you know, Hidden Valley Ranch or Kraft, you know, ranch, where that stuff is manufactured, it's, it's scientifically just meant to just blast your senses. Yeah. You know, my ranch made of olive oil, egg whites, vinegar, and lemon juice kind of doesn't have those. Pretty minimal ingredients. It's pretty minimal ingredients. There's a yeah. few more that I'm forgetting about, like garlic powder, onion powder, but the, the, the ingredient list isn't that long. But if you just kind of use your willpower that you've stocked up over these days of not drinking, yeah, you, those decisions to make a better choice are a little easier, and you kind of just overcome yeah. it and you're pretty soon you're like oh this is this is pretty good actually you know it's pretty soon the hidden valley garden is far sure. in the distance of your rearview mirror <laughs> yeah yeah so point is alcohol is bad don't yeah. do it yeah. just quit right now yeah no. <laughs> no it's nice yeah like you said good social lubricant you know oh my gosh. Yeah. um we've had countless times where we just been out drinking or whatever oh, yeah. you know yeah. that we'll remember for a long time um yeah but like everything, moderation. Moderation. And, you know. Yeah. There's know what know what you can handle. My brother, yeah. um, he's he's a pretty he's a pretty good drinker as well, and he's way better at it than I am. Can you know, just he's three years older, doesn't suffer hangovers really. I think he does on some level, but not to the point where he's non-functioning oh, like sure. me. Yeah. It just flattens me. But he read this book on how. Um, I won't make this a long-winded story about alcohol, but how alcohol has been present in uh, like human civilization for whatever yeah. thousands and thousands of years because it it allowed people to uh, essentially just exist who absolutely might have hated each other. You're like sure. it's like, hey, we have to figure this out, otherwise everybody's gonna die. Come to the table. We'll drink this stuff that makes us like each other at least a little bit, and we're sharing this thing together. Yep, and. There isn't really a substance on the earth that has existed like that. And it, yeah. you know, brings brings people together. Brings people together. And it he said another thing too in this book is really interesting. I'll try to re- remember what it is, but alcohol is one of the only drugs, true drugs, that hits like every sense. Mm. Like it you're I don't know what those senses are, I can't list them off, but it touches sure. every pinpoint of you know oops, I just hit the boom. <laughs> Big I just space bomb. I just saw the in. levels on your little yeah. wave thing just explode. I thought my wall just got hit or something. What the? <laughs> but anyways, it's interesting to to think how you know. So it's, it, you know, that book makes it seem necessary, you know, but yeah. in moderation for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. But uh, you touched a little bit in your back surgery. Yeah. What did y'all have done? I had. I know you told me, but I totally forgot. It's a um, back when I was eighteen. I had a really, really bad episode after the dentist and my whole back seized up and I literally couldn't walk for, I don't know, what felt like four to five months hmm. and I could walk a little bit to the bathroom. But I, that's funny because this was in Glendon. I didn't come to school yeah. for like like six months. Oh, so that was really weird now that I think about it because I didn't see a lot of people for a sure. long time. But anyways, I got fed up with it and my parents took me to chiropractors they took me to um sports medicine on like 25th street which i don't think exists anymore in oh, Dakota sports medicine yeah yep. yeah and they thought i had this uh um, infection called osteomyelitis where it basically ate away one of my discs mm. and they were kind of right but instead of the osteomyelitis it was just a chronic misplacement of my vertebrae is called spondylolisthesis okay 
and it's in my L5 S1 vertebrae. And those things, when they're misaligned, they cause the wear and tear of your vertebrae to go at a much more expedited rate. So by the time I was 30, um, really bad chronic pain. Mm-hmm. I was pounding Advil, um, let's see other stuff, Aleve. Yep. Horrible for your kidneys. Sure. Not great if you're, you know, uh, if you're compromised in any way. But anyways, um, finally went in and they did almost everything uh, logically except the surgery. And then it was like two year, a year of that. And then they finally said, well, you've got this thing. This is your last option. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, yes, get me out of this nightmare. And I had two rods and four screws put into my L5 S1 and they like cleaned out my old dead disc Mm -hmm. that was in there with like essentially what the doctor explained to me like a a rust remover tool on a drill like you know like you're you're chipping paint off a car basically that's what they did to my vertebrae then they took a a graft um, a bone graft off my inner hip and they filled up this fake disc and they inserted it from the front which is funny with my spine like pried apart and they inserted that and they bolted it all together. And yeah, so that was in 2011, I think. So was your L4, L5 fused, fused then? Uh, L5, L5, S1. S1? Yeah. yeah, It's fused together like a, like a big fist basically. Um, I don't really feel it anymore. Um, I don't have the mobility that I dream of. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like a, a two by four with arms yep. when it comes to some things like you would laugh at my flexibility <laughs> right now. If I think you knew that I was not very mobile sure. back then, I'm far worse yeah. now. Like it's like, it's weird. Um, so yeah, it's, it's taken a lot of getting used to even 10 years later. It just, I still feel it. I can feel the scars. I can feel the tips of the, you know, mm. whatever they did back there. And it's <laughs> the funny thing is, um, it, it made my ass completely flat. Oh, like it took the curve, took out, the curve, the out. curve. Yep. Oh, okay. So I have what you call old man, long ass yeah. now <laughs> in my forties. And it's like, I look really bad in a pair of jeans. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to fix that over the past like four years with squats and kettlebell swings, but Gotta get that good girl, bad girl machine. Yep. That might work. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, for those so, you don't know what that is, look it up. Yep. So I've just have a really long flat ass because they took the curve sure. out. Sure. And had to straighten it all out. And yeah, so I've been living with that. It hasn't really affected my training. Excuse me, I have to burp. Sure. Sorry. But the weird thing is, is when I was training with you, I was pretty compromised. And when I when we did train and deadlift, you know, it felt incredible. It felt like, you know, I can do things. Like, you know, I'm still pretty strong. I can do this kind of stuff. And I would kind of feel the after effects of that, you know, with soreness and yeah. stiffness. But now after the surgery, um, I'm not going to lie, just two weeks ago during this dry January thing, uh, I deadlifted 325, Ooh, which was really weird because I, yeah. de- I haven't deadlifted anything in probably two years. Sure. So it's... Uh, of that weight anyway. Yeah. It was like I worked up to it. I'm like, yep. I'm going to try and deadlift today and see what happens because the usually lifetime's pretty busy and you don't just don't get a squat rack or anything yeah. like that. But finally snuck in and was like, I'm just going to work up to it. I started at like 135 and just worked up to it. Put it's on got like, the blood flowing first. And then... Yeah. takes me a long time to warm up. Yeah. Like that's, you know, I feel like with anybody 
that had back surgery, your, your warm up time is like 40 minutes, sure. <laughs> which is probably should. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's all, it's all good. Um, I'm glad I had the surgery, no regrets, but definitely a pretty traumatizing few years, um, right before the surgery and right after the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the chronic pain. We just started watching, uh, dope sick. Oh yeah. On yeah. Netflix. Have you took a look at that? Yet? I have seen it. Wait, is that episodes? It's episodes. It's okay. with, uh, Michael Keaton's in it. Um, opioid crisis, right? Opioid crisis. Yeah. 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 I haven't watched that yet, but I've watched the trailer quite a few times. Yeah. We've only got into episode. Well, I should say one and then half a two kind of fell asleep, but I mean the, the, what the pharmaceutical company was doing. I, I mean, they didn't really give a shit about no. anything. It's like, this is an awesome drug. Yeah. Let's get the, some money. Not addictive. You know, if, yep. if it doesn't work for people, make them take two doses. Yep. You know, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to watch more of that. Yeah. So my experience with opioids was good. I would say I, to talk about how things were prescribed even back in 2010, 2011, yeah. after my surgery, they gave me 120 um, pills of uh, Oxycontin. Yeah, that's that was what it was in the movie too. That was what you talk about. It was an enormous bottle, and I was just like, <sighs> I looked at it. I'm like, this is the most drugs I've ever had in my possession ever. Like it was just you know, whatever. It was it was incredible, and I I still had a bunch of them left over afterwards, and they stuck around in my cupboard. I didn't like the way they made me feel yeah. that much. Um, I didn't suffer any really addictive qualities of it because I suffered from the worst constipation you could ever imagine. Yeah, I heard and that, that that was enough for me to not want to take it. Like yeah. it was, I don't know. It did its job for me, but, but I can see how it, you know, you're chasing that, that, that first time I took it, I was just like, Whoa, this is great. You know? And then yeah, I, I mean, tried if to you're a chronic pain later. sufferer, yeah. you know, for you, you're back. It was which... nuts. Anybody who's had a back injury or even pulled yeah. a muscle knows, like, you can't do shit. No. And you know, everything hurts. You can't really stand up. You can't, It's you the know, worst. Work and out. So if you get something that gives you some relief. It was outrageous. And works. It felt like drinking. Right. Almost. Yeah. And you didn't really suffer a hangover. You just couldn't poop. And that was, that was enough for me for the most part. I wasn't taking a ton at a time because I'm pretty sensitive to stuff. But, yeah. like, just trying to you know not only taking this drug recovering from a major back surgery and then trying to sorry i'm gonna talk about pooping and bear down yeah it was while you're constipated it was a nightmare like it was i was like nervous <laughs> to go number two it right. sucked and made me take all sorts of extreme measures like buying fiber supplements and you know drinking castor oil because because i hadn't yeah, because I had shit in ten days, you know. Yeah. So that was kind of kind of scary, but so. Thanks. Yeah, but I'm, I'll I'll check that out because I've passed that show on my queue probably ten or twelve different times, and I love Michael Keaton, fantastic yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. But uh, but uh, now you're married, man. Yep. Got married at. Well, September or October? Uh, or? It was September 27th. September 27th. Um, yep. Yeah, pushed off from... Great wedding. Yeah, it was Lots super fun. fun. Yeah, it was uh, 
kind of a big release party basically because we'd all been cooped up and you know trying to keep it safe as much as we could yeah and, and that was take two it was yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was postponed, it was postponed it? and so we and we we tried to do all sorts of compromises trying to figure out ways to have a smaller wedding in a shorter amount of time and not have to push it out so far and then we both just kind of said why are we cutting this down so small let's just yeah. wait you know we still got time and then we ended up having a, one hell of a party and <laughs> we didn't escape unscathed because i think about 14 people they didn't catch covid but they caught something oh. it was it was bad like caitlin and like, i like flu type of symptoms it was, or it was what? a really really bad cold okay and i started getting sick the day after the wedding interesting and we had to go on our honeymoon. Yeah. And I didn't know that I was getting sick until like the night before we left for the honeymoon. And I was, we'd been drinking all day and I was yeah. just feeling terrible. And I was just like, Caitlin, I don't feel good. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm hungover or what. I couldn't tell the difference. And then we got on a flight to Tulum. Yep. Mexico the next day. Did you do your COVID test before that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And turned uh, up negative. Yep. Excuse me. I keep burping. This kickstart kickstarts making me gassy. <laughs> um, and I'm like getting on the plane, and I'm like visibly sick. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I have a mask on, but I'm like leaking rivers of oh. snot <laughs> into my mouth, basically. And but we make it through the flight, which was a little more traumatic than Caitlin and I would have liked to because. We were both just super anxious for some reason. Like we were kind of the first trip after being cooped up for a year Mm -hmm. and a half was, I don't know, makes me sound like a big wuss, but like it was, it was a lot to take in, especially when, you know, airports kind of exploit every weakness you have from organization to your time management, all that kind of stuff. We were all over the place. So like we couldn't get it. I don't know. It it was kind of nuts. But anyways, we landed, where was it? Cancun yeah we flew into Cancun and I'm even more sick Mm. and we had to walk through that airport and get to our little car that's going to drive us to Tulum and I'm like looking up COVID symptoms on my phone and Caitlin looks down at me she's like are you looking up COVID symptoms I'm like no (laughs) yes yes I am (laughs) and the driver overheard us talking about it and um he he looks back and he he said However, in Spanish, are you vaccinated? And mm. I'm like, yep, two jabs, whatever. And and he's like, oh, CC, okay, you know, whatever. And he took off, dropped us off, and we get to the room, and I just kind of collapse, basically. Yeah. I'm just dead. And we didn't do much we because during that time, Caitlin got really sick too. And then we're, like, texting people at the wedding, like, hey, you know, we're pretty sick. We're stuck yeah. in Tulum right now. We're going to try and wait it out is anybody else feeling bad? And we got about 13 responses. No way. One from uh, my brother's wife, um, Caitlin's dad, um, our friends, Dustin and Laura, were all just down for the count for like a yeah. week. Whoa. And it was... And it wasn't COVID though, huh? It wasn't COVID because we tested negative twice when we, when we were in Tulum. And sure. So it was, we, we just called it the Van Dusen virus yeah. because that was the venue we had the wedding at. And it was just... It was brutal. It was one of the worst colds I'd ever had. So, so I was convinced it was COVID because my temp was like 102. And I mean, it was bad. Getting a cold in the past two years, yeah. you're probably going to think COVID. It was. Yeah, it was It was unescapable. But it was, it yeah. was nuts. And then so we actually cut 
our honeymoon short by two days because once Caitlin got sick, we were just absolutely devastated. We're like, yeah. this, we can't do anything. We're scared to, you know, kind of go anywhere because we're both visibly sick. Like, you know, so we, there's such a stigma now around like, it's tough coughing yeah. or sneezing yep. or you're pretty, you're, I mean, fart all you want. I know. <laughs> you sneeze, people are to give you some shit. <laughs> yeah. It gets a funny look. So we cut the honeymoon short, flew back and spent the rest of our vacation at home and which was kind of a godsend we, we should have just stayed home and yeah. waited a few weeks to let the just to decompress after the wedding but i don't know it was an adventure i don't regret it it was a good learning experience um especially traveling out of the country right um, during this time is you know there's a little more a little more to it than what it used to be yeah yeah I know when we went on our honeymoon, we went, just went to Vegas. Yeah. But like the fatigue was just oh yeah insane. Like, yeah. Was, we were just so tired because you run your ass off trying to get this wedding done. Totally. You know, and you don't think about like the the internal like, the the stress, the cortisol levels, yeah. just like yep. jacked up that drops your immune system, you, your immunity. Trying to talk um, to everybody, say hi to everyone. Yeah. Smile. Well, the drinking. The drinking. Right? It Back was, to that and how that affects the body. Yep. It was a lot. But yeah, we were. I mean. We we did stuff in the day, but like yeah. we were in bed by one one day it was four o'clock p.m. <laughs> we were in bed and slept until like nine the next day. Like, screw this, but honeymoon, yeah, whatever. I mean, Sleep is where it's walk at. We would walk in and back in bed by like ten. Gosh, yeah. I mean, it was great to decompress, but yeah. there wasn't really. We tried much going on. the day after we landed. Um, I was kind of convinced. I'm like, maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. And the second day we were there, we, we kind of tried to drink through it which was the oh. worst idea. <laughs> so imagine suffering a hangover, yeah. having the worst cold of your life in Tulum in a beautiful Oasis hotel room that didn't have a TV. Mm. I think if there would have been a TV there, that makes me sound so terrible, but like, I think I would have survived. Yeah. We would have toughed it out just, but um, it was, it was really weird. There was nothing we could do. And even though we were right on the ocean, you know, we'd walk out to the ocean, go swim a little bit to try and freshen up or, you sure. know, get out of the hotel room for a bit. You know, it would just, we were so like just drug out tired mm. it just wasn't fun. So, yeah. But, yeah. And you've never had COVID? Never. Not, no. not that I know of. I've tested myself at the airport probably 10 times, maybe taken 10 at home tests. And then, yeah, but it kind of, it kind of tore through my family. Um, uh, my uncle got it was really bad like way back in the beginning yep my uncle steve the big burly steve sunday yeah um, i talked to him at the wedding yep he had it pretty bad and then my brother got it and then he my brother had it pretty bad for like 16 days and then my aunt janice uh, actually passed away from it mm-hmm. she was like 88 though okay so she it, it you know if it would have got a hold of anybody at that age at that point your sure. chances are pretty – if you don't get the help you need right away, and no one really knew what to do back then anyway. That's pretty early. Yeah, it's pretty early. Um, and then let's see. Who else got it? Uh, yeah, my whole mom's side of the family got it too, yep. which really sucks. But I am one of three people in my family that hasn't gotten it yet, and I feel I feel the window <laughs> closed getting in, huh? close, closed in. And I'm almost to the point now where, like, you know, I'm not out trying to get it, but, like, right. it's like, God, just hurry up and – just let me let me let me get it. Do it. Hopefully, it's in the right time where I don't miss yeah, a lot of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's there's that part of it too at this point because it's a you know 
you've been thinking about it for so long, you just kind of want to face it. Yeah. And hopefully it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but well, don't try and go get it. Don't do that. You're speaking to a two-time COVID yes, survivor right exactly. here. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I commend you for yeah. fighting it twice. But I always say the worst thing about it is having the kids stay home from school. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Because I got it two days after they were back after break. So that was oh. 10 days of them at home, two days back in school, and then like 10 days back out of school. Sure. You know, Oof, not that I don't uh, love my kids or anything, but they just oh, need the social dude. time. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they need to being burn off me. burn off that social energy. You yeah, know, for sure. And, and only has dad learn things. things and yeah. Right. Yeah. see people and no I totally get it so, so but. that's a tough deal I, I've, I've heard that from I'm not a parent myself obviously but like it's, it's a huge thing where it's like oh my god my kids <laughs> you know yeah and knock on wood I mean I got it back in April 2020 yeah. and then again like oh, Cabrillo kids never got it oh yeah yeah it's really yeah. nuts so and we really didn't quarantine in the house right you know they were up you know wrestling around with me and stuff and yeah still never got it yeah so, uh, like it's a weird thing when my brother had it he isolated pretty hard because he was actually he was very sick mm. like we were pretty worried about him because he you know my brother doesn't you know he, he, his in, internal monologue doesn't really come out unless it's really bad basically yep. and you know he was he was feeling it and whatnot, but nobody else in the house got it. Hmm. And he was, he was, he was a walking hot zone Yeah, that he isolated. But like there, you know, there are times when he would, you know, be out in the house and that kind of stuff, but no one else ever got it. And yeah, it was uh miraculous. Someone else got it. Cause that was before, before a lot of the preventative measures were available. Sure. Like it was, it was a lot, a lot of stuff. Nobody knew what to do with basically. So Yeah. Knock on wood. There we go. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you mind if we take a pee break? Yes. I have to pee very badly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, okay. I'll chat amongst myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So while Chris is going to the bathroom and probably getting attacked by my dog because my dog was jumping everybody. Um, just wanted to give an update. Um, I'll be dropping a new supplement line here in the next few few months, um, hopefully sooner. It's called Northman Nutrition. Just kind of changed some branding uh, from my previous, but just found a, a new manufacturer with better products. Um just better overall company. It's all made in the USA, um, GMP certified, uh, third-party tested, um, everything sourced from the U.S. So good stuff. I'll, I'll be dropping the first few products, which will be protein, a natural protein powder, um, some pre-workout, and a multivitamin um, in the next few weeks as soon as I get my website up and running. So be on the lookout for that. So if you are trying to go and buy some supplements from my previous site, it is down. Um, so there you have that. Um, but yeah, we're closing in on a, about an hour, 54 minutes. 
So I'll probably be wrapping this up here pretty quickly. Um, but other than that, <clears throat> oh, and Impact Academy, um, we are kind of in the middle of Atomic Habits, just kind of, you know, getting to that when we can. We'll be changing things around a little bit. I don't know if we'll do um, like videos or not, but maybe more of like an interactive, you know, post or questions or stuff. So if you're struggling with any goals, feel free to sign up for that Facebook group. It's free. Um, lots of good resources in there. Um, I'm also redoing my website that will have a members area in it. So you could subscribe for uh, a monthly payment and get all my programs for free, all my meal plans for free, all coaching videos for free. Um, but that's currently under construction as well and hopefully will be done by March. Um, so the man is back. Did my dog attack you? No. Okay. Did my kids attack you? I didn't see him. Okay. <laughs> Jay didn't try to wrestle you or anything? I heard him screaming oh, a God. little bit. That's pretty typical. Yeah. But, but um, we are back. trying to think. I did notice you're one of the only people I know on this world that consistently buys hemp's lotion. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So my mom's a hairstylist going yeah. on 40, probably 50 years, 45 yeah. years. She gets discounts at the hair salon discount place or whatever. Oh. And they sell hemp's lotion. No way. So every Christmas or every time she's here, we just stock up. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that I don't like it. I just, it's so cool to see because it's, 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 it, it's so patented, or I would say not patentedly you, but like it's, it's such a part of who you are in terms of. Every time I come over yeah. to the house, or at least when we live together, you had that stuff. I'm like, oh, I've got to try and find that, and I never could. Yeah. And I don't even know where you'd buy it, basically. So I, it was always kind of I a mean, mystery to me. Like, where did Kyle get this hemp lotion? Yeah. Because it smells amazing. And it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Like, I was using that back in high school, I think. High school or college, for sure. Yeah. But I was like, oh, hemp, that's cool. Yeah. There's probably weed in there. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Which, now <laughs> I know probably, better. Yeah. <laughs> stuff smells legit, though. Yeah. Um. So I, I have some questions that are on my phone, which is being used to record this. Oh, fire so away. So I go off the top of my top of the dome here. Yeah. Um, first question is I'm gonna kinda ask all guests sure. these questions. But favorite favorite cheat meal or favorite food to eat without favorite guilty pleasure food, basically. Oh man. It is if you pick one meal. One meal it would be comprised of uh, snacks. Like okay. junk food. Okay. It would be... Are we talking like chocolate snacks or like Skittle Starburst snacks? I'm talking Doritos. Dor oh, okay. Doritos and Tostitos Salsa Con Queso. Oh. And usually that'll do it. Yeah. I will wolf down a bag of that and a jar of that in a day, okay. maybe. Maybe two days if I'm feeling, you know... I don't know. And I'm not talking like the small bag of Doritos. I'm talking like a family size Costco. Yeah. Like if when Dorito Doritos are in the house, those things are scientifically engineered to basically be eaten. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. So that's it right okay. there. You know, pizza, you know, fried chicken, that kind of stuff. Those are all great. But setting me down with a bag of Doritos, I am 
gonna eye it down and eat it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably stick along those lines too. But if we're talking about like straight up food, yeah, I mean, it would be like so. <clears throat> people from Glen are gonna know this, but Betwell the Hill. Oh yeah, which has ties to you. Fabulous. Um, yep. The Hill and Morty's. Yeah. I don't know where they get their cheeseburgers at. I don't know either. They taste amazing. They're so good. I can never replicate it if I try it at my house. So my favorite cheap meal or favorite, like, I guess, last meal yeah. would be probably a, a cheeseburger basket from the Hill or Morty's. <laughs> and I haven't been to the Hill for years, but, like, back, you know, late 90s, early 90s. I mean, that was, that was prime time. Yep. So – Cheeseburger and fries and pickles. Yeah. That'd be it. Their burgers are the Hill and so good. And you ask my dad, um, who's a he, he will shout from the mountaintops about the Hill burgers, yeah. basically. And I, I'm going to chalk it up to their – they probably have a really old flat-top grill back yep. there that they rarely clean, and it just imparts a certain flavor to it. But yeah, I, I can vouch for those burgers. It's amazing. They're so good. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, next question – you're a new homeowner as yeah. well. What is your favorite room in the house and why? I would have to say right now it's the basement. Okay. Um, it's, like man cave basement? It, I would say it's it's habitable for me. Um, it doesn't have any like true man cave functionality other than it has a built-in bar. Okay. That isn't stocked with hardly any alcohol right now because doing dry January. Yep. But um, I've got – you know, a huge TV down there and then um, a, a nice set of recliners that we bought right before we moved in that are like electric Ooh, and whatnot. Nice. They're pretty yeah. cool. Um, so, yeah, the basement. I just got a PS5. So okay. there's been a lot, of, a lot of experimentations with different games with that. And I play a lot of different stuff. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not like just a sports guy or anything like that. I try and play lots of things, but... That's my favorite spot right now is the basement. Nice. It's kind of a big room, so it, it's not just like a, a singular bedroom thing. It's like, you know, it's... It's, it's kind it, of a full basement. It's type. a full basement, yeah. It's, it's not huge okay. or anything like that, but it's, you know, you know, it's big enough to get up and walk around and have a bar in it, which yep. is kind of cool. Yep. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. How about I you? I mean, mine, I mean, we're sitting in my garage gym right now. Oh, yeah. You know, probably one of my favorite places, but if we take that out of the picture... Um, Favorite place would probably be, yeah, TV downstairs in our yep. basement, you know, sitting in a nice recliner. <laughs> um, and it has to be in the right context, too. Like, yeah. We, have, we do family movie night every Friday. Awesome. So we pick a movie, and kids usually watch about five minutes of it, and they're up in wrestling. Yep. But, you know, it's just a nice time to come together and, and bond with the family and stuff. Yeah. And we usually have one of our friends over as well. So, you know, it's, it's been it, – it was born out of COVID. Yep. So it's a nice tradition we've kept because of that. Nice. Um, we're actually thinking about making uh, one of our rooms into a, a theater room. Oh, sweet. So with some like tiered seating stuff. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, that might be a 2023 project. I but, look forward to seeing it, man. Because yeah. I love, that's, movies are a big part of who I am, essentially. Sure. I love movies and always wanted a cool theater room with you know i actually think yeah. now that you're talking about that didn't you post something a popcorn maker yeah that's right we got a popcorn maker i was from... not imagining that then yeah okay. 
we got a popcorn maker from my in-laws for nice. for Christmas. Cool. Or I actually said my kids did. You're gonna have to edit out these 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 thigh slaps. I keep slapping my thigh. Oh, yeah, we can we can drop the, the decibel level down. And I'm things. watching. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful I'm not <laughs> blowing out the levels here. No, we'll watch the spikes and go through it. I mean, we yeah. push in an hour and three minutes. It's like six times my normal. <laughs> your your viewers are gonna be like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be cool to have a guest on here, but and not having to listen to me. But now we're at an hour and three minutes. We're gonna get kind of bored. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. But we're we're slightly interesting. I <clears throat> hope somebody can get at least a little entertainment out of it. Yeah, I, you know, I always go into things like this expecting nothing. Sure, but having fun with it all yeah. the time. Just basically with any endeavor, you put something out there. You never know what's going to happen, and it's uh, that's indicative with, you know, Instagram, social media, YouTube, whatever. You know, just just do it. Yeah, it, I'm just glad it, the technology held up and it's still still recording. Yeah, me too. It sucked. Ever, it stopped in like the middle of it. Oh my god, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> but, I'd be upset. All right, cool, man. Let's wrap it up. Cool. Uh, thanks for coming out in this uh, kind of stormy weather. Yeah, but, it was slick out there. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the invite. It's just fun catching up. Talked about all sorts of stuff. Probably went on a lot of tangents. Maybe next time I'll try and stay more Maybe we'll on have the a subject. Outline or something. Yeah. <laughs> this one was straight Today off. I was just kind of getting through it. Yeah, we were uh, right off the top of our heads. So yep. cool, man. Well, thanks. I, I, right, it, man. it was awesome. Yeah, take care. See ya.